0: Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, as well as the Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups in the Inland Empire of Southern California. Our mission is to unite freedom-loving, America-loving Americans into a unified front. To preserve our country, freedom and republic. And if that doesn't say domestic terrorist, I don't know what does. Um, my voice is a little bit different this, uh, this week. I'm still under the weather. Got a, a second round with COVID. Nothing serious, kind of a nuisance, but, uh, my voice is still, uh, um, not quite, not quite back to normal for good or ill. But I would not miss uh, doing the show this week if I had to do it laying in in a hospital bed, both because of the recent election and our guest was, says, well, maybe that's maybe that's not quite an election, and also because of of our guest who is Doctor uh, Douglas Frank. I had the pleasure of uh, he worked recently at the Redlands Tea Party Patriots. Also heard him previously in uh, in August when he was in Southern California, and. Uh, Dr. Frank is a started his professional career as a PhD in electroanalytical chemistry, which combines chemistry and physics techniques for the manipulation and analysis of molecules on surfaces. He was nominated in the early 1990s for a Nobel Prize. He left uh, the academic world because of disillusioned that its politics and went into the real world and started making things like, um, electron microscopes, laser scanners, and precision manufacturing and control devices uh, created at a school for gifted children in Cincinnati. That's where he's from. But after the 2020 election, uh, Dr. Frank turned his scientific and data Analysis skills to election integrity and has analyzed the election and voter registration data to demonstrate that the 2020 election, and we'll talk about 2022 as well, uh, was not fair or honest and major problems remain if we want honest elections. Since then, Dr. Frank has devoted his full time essentially, to this cause, meeting with state legislators, secretaries of state, local election officials, state attorneys general, and it was also featured in Mike Lindell's documentaries, uh, Scientific Proof and Absolute Interference. And with that,
1: uh, welcome to the show. Um, you, you, like, you like Dr. Frank, Dr. Douglas, what's, what's your preference? Well, everybody knows me by Dr. Frank, might as well stick with that one, but my wife calls me Dougie. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At least when or, she wants a favor.
0: <laughs> or or if you're in trouble. Douglas? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Um will get in. Yeah, well, we'll talk about we'll talk about 2020 and your analysis there, but uh, but obviously what people is most focused is on my attention and probably our listeners, is what the heck happened in 2022. You had uh Terrible conditions. You had the polling data showing that the right the right track, wrong direction, was thirty percent or less right direction and seventy percent plus wrong track. You have the normal mid mid-term, midterm losses by the party that has the controls the White House, inflation at 40 year record high, open borders, rising crime, uh, awakening of parents to what's going on in the government run schools. And that that outside of outside of uh, Florida, the red wave seemed to kind of um, vanished, and we don't want to say, well, every election the Republican loses must be because of vote fraud, but um, given the problems that you've talked about in in the in the in the, uh, in the election system that has not, they have not been corrected. What is your view of what happened? To what extent did, has vote fraud determined, and is it st- determining, because they're still counting in various places, um, the outcome?
1: Well, I read something recently. It said, they're lying to us. We know they're lying to us. They know we know they're lying to us, and they're still lying to us. Alexander Solzhenitsyn. And we're exactly. And we're just letting them. And, and as a public, we're just rolling over and letting to them, letting them lie to us some more. And you there in California, you have had firsthand experience with this, not only in 2020, but in the Newsome recall. You know, there's no way that that was an honest election. You can you can poll people until you're blue in the face and you will find that there's no way that was a real outcome. The the problem that you guys have in California is that you have so many people listed in your roles who are not real voters that anyone who has access to those roles and access to the real time statistics that are happening during the election can stuff ballots for those names that are not being used. And so there's this huge credit line, this huge C, this huge credit line that you have that allows um bad players, nefarious players to just basically control the outcome of every one of your elections. And that's the situation you're in there in California. And um, I'm not the first person to notice that judicial watch sued you guys uh, and and won the lawsuit in Los Angeles recently. Los Angeles was required by federal law to have uh, several of those people removed from their roles and they hadn't removed them. So Judicial Watch sued them and they removed, they were required to remove about 1.3 million people before the recall. And guess what? The day before the, the election, guess what happened? They were all put right back in again. So in other words, it's not a mystery what's happening. It's, it's right there for everyone to see. I've been working in 45 States and we've got, hard evidence of this happening in multiple states. We don't have as much hard evidence in California in terms of uh, the actual stuffing, but we have plenty. I mean, I've sat in, Uh, meetings with your election officials in some of your counties, and we've showed them dead voter after dead voter after dead voter and voter after voter that are that don't live in California and haven't lived there for a decade, yet somehow you're still getting ballots from them. And that's that's the sort of thing. So I'm not saying we haven't proven fraud in California. Oh, boy, have we ever proven fraud. But we're just kind of getting warmed up there. We've got canvassing teams in Two dozen counties. We've got sheriffs coming on board. California is is, is on fire, baby.
0: <laughs> Thing that's you know, stuck in my mind most—that just with the clearest example that there's a problem, and that there's really serious problems with election integrity—is that in the 2020 election in California, in my county, of San Bernardino County, they reported 852,636 votes. But they have record of only eight hundred twenty-one thousand four hundred eighty-three voters who voted. So that's an extra thirty-one thousand one hundred and fifty-three votes, and with no record of who they are. Yes, statewide, that difference is seven hundred fourteen thousand one hundred fifty-three voters.
1: Yes, and that's one. I call that reconciliation. It's one of the first things I do with um, local um, citizens, I show them that the that the local clerk doesn't even know. I guess you call them the ROV there in, in uh, California. Your local ROV doesn't even know who voted in your own election. In other words, if you ask them for a list, you say, please give me a list of everybody who voted in the election. They give you a list. Well, you have to fight for it, but sometimes you can get it. They'll give you the list. And then after you look at the list, it's, let's pretend it has a thousand names in it. You go to the Secretary of State of California's website, and there the official report says it's not 1,000, but 1,100 names. So you go back to the clerk and you say, who are the other 100 voters that you said voted? And they can't even tell you. And they'll have all kinds of lame excuses, but you just keep being persistent. And you can get them into a corner where they'll finally admit, you know what, I don't know who those 100 voters are, or in your case, those 31,153 voters are. And when you corner them, then you can say to them to their face, you mean to tell me that there are 31,153 people who voted in our election and you don't know who they are? And they say, right. And you can say, what kind of a system is this that you're using? And then they say, oh, don't talk to me. Blame it on the state. I have to use the system that the state is requiring me to use and I can't reconcile it. And it and I don't get I am out of control of it. So that's where we want to get our counties, we want them to we want the public to realize that their own county officials are not in control of their own elections, and once they realize that, then the counties' just the the county citizens, the sovereigns as you I love the way you put it at the introduction in your program, the people who are we the people who are the sovereigns in this country, not the government, they work for us that they can't are are using a system which is enabling our elections to be stolen right from our under our noses. It's not okay.
0: Right. And the difference that the different the problems are not limited to um, statewide seven hundred and fourteen thousand unknown vote, votes that came in from we don't know who, because the actual the the voter list of 17 million fifty thousand there may be, there are problems there. People that are, uh, not properly registered. They're fandom voters. They're, uh, someone's got their vote by mail that's were sent out to somebody. So those, they may even have a name on the ballot. That doesn't mean that vote is a lawful vote from a U.S. citizen.
1: That's correct. And I always, I always encourage people, you know, a lot of times people say, we want to recount. We want to recount. And I'm like, I don't think that's going to help you, my friends, because it. I always tell them it doesn't matter how many times you count the cash in the cash register. What matters is how many of the bills in the register are counterfeit. And it's the same way with our ballots. You can count them till the cows come home. What matters is did those ballots come from actual legally qualified people to vote? You know, if someone um, who's here illegally votes, that's not a good ballot. If someone who's dead somehow votes. That's not a legal ballot. If someone who lives in another state and is voting in another state, yet you have a ballot from them in your state, that's not a legal ballot. In other words, there are lots of those.
0: Right. The Election Integrity Project reported last year that uh, California has, across 23 of our 55, That I mean, it be quite right, 57, 50-something counties. I should know the answer to that, but um, has an extra 1.8 million registered voters compared to eligible citizens. And we see that in many places across the country.
1: Yes. Yeah, California is not alone. Um, At least you have in most of your counties fewer people registered than people. You know, I just spoke last night in Kentucky, and the county I was speaking in, they have 110% of their people registered. In other words, they have 10% more people in their roles than they have people of voting age. Uh, and, you know, that's not a feasible situation. You know, those roles are full of people who are not real voters.
0: Right. Now, I think there's a Pew study back 2000, circa 2015, that basically one in six voter registrations is wrong, in error. There are problems with it across the country.
1: That's about right. In fact, I showed you that, you guys that graph when I was there in that lovely tavern there in Redlands. By the way, that was a great meeting that night. I, I love speaking in bars. Uh, people say, what are you doing in a bar, Dr. Frank? And I always say, hey check out seventeen seventy six where the action was It was in the churches and the taverns, so i like I like being in a tavern that was a good meeting we had a good raucous meeting but anyway uh, yeah, yeah so I, go, go ahead
0: we have a we have a great location Mill Creek cattle Company in, in Mentone, just north of Redlands and uh, the island. know a hundred foot long bar or something I mean it's this huge long bar it's got yes. all this great memorabilia stuff all over the place, great food so yes. um first Thursdays of the month. Except for our Christmas party on December fifteenth, we meet there seven at seven o'clock. It's free and open to the public. It's a great place to have come and have dinner.
1: Oh um, yeah, I had a fillet while I was there, and it was it was a fabulous fillet.
0: <laughs> let's take a pause here after okay. that. After that free plug for Mill Creek Cattle Company, and here from our real sponsor for this half of United IE Radio, Ed Hoffman, your real estate lending specialist. Back after this.
2: Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, Branch Manager of Planet Home Lending LLC and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 to Answer. I'm sure by now you've heard interest rates have jumped up over the last few months, but so have home values. So what does that mean to you? If you're carrying a bunch of credit card debt, or you don't have money to pay your tax bill, or just needed extra money to fill up your gas tank, now may be the perfect time to do a cash-out refinance to consolidate those bills or get some extra funds in your bank account while your equity is so high before rates get any worse. If you or your spouse are 62 years or older, higher values make reverse mortgages that didn't work before work now. To see how we can make the numbers work for you, call me toll free at 855 640 2020. That's 855 640 2020
0: Uh, actually, it's, it's a private citizen. Um, <laughs> and we're, and that, boy, that, that chuckle you hear, and that, that is the most important job of the guest on United IE radio is to laugh at the host's jokes. <laughs> and you're, you're, you are you you are are succeeding in that important responsibility. We are really pleased to have with us on the show this week, Dr. Douglas Frank. Uh, he was nominated for a Nobel Prize, woke up with his full bio, as I did in the first segment, um, PhD in Electro-Inactical um, Invented, helped invent things like electron microscopes. But after the 2020 election, turned his scientific and data analysis skills to election integrity and analyzing the election results and... And voter registration to determine that the elections, if you want to call them that, are not fair and honest and that major problems remain if we want to uh, have honest elections. And they're essential. I mean, we the, the country, uh, we differ probably on more fundamental issues more deeply probably than the time of the shooting Civil War of the 1860s. And the only possible way that may stay together is if that we have honest elections and that are widely believed to be honest elections. So you know, well, if this time the other guy's got more votes, well, at least that was an honest count of lawful votes cast by U.S. citizens. And two years hence, and two years hence, and two years hence, there's going to be more honest elections, and I can find better candidates, I can change my strategy, I can get a better ground game, what have you. And, and I can compete in the future elections. But without that belief, it's going to fall apart. And, um, we'll get back to you very quickly here. But the, Rasm- the Rasmussen poll from October of 2022 asked the question, how likely is it that cheating affected the outcome of the 2020 presidential election? All voters 55 likely. 40 not, Republicans, 75, 20, even Democrats, 35 percent said uh, likely, independents, 53, um, majorities of every racial group, every age group. And the amazing thing, that's in the face of massive censorship by by the tech companies and gaslighting by the media and Democrat politicians and most Republican politicians. But still, the, tr- the truth has gotten out there and the republic will not survive with those kind of numbers.
1: Yeah, I've you know, as I've talked to secretaries of states around the country, several of them complain to me. They say, don't don't criticize our elections, Dr. Frank. We don't want the turnouts to go even lower. We want people to trust our elections. And so I say, it's not my fault that people don't trust our elections. People would trust our elections if you would make them transparent. But the, but the, the fact is, every time I bring attention to something or every time a citizen asks for information, they hunker down and hide everything. So if, if I'm not the one causing mistrust in the elections, they are. An- another comment you said, though, that I think is particularly crucial in this discussion, is it it almost doesn't even matter if our elections are perfect, if the people don't believe they are, the, the, they have to. I like your phrase; they have to be widely believed to be fair and accurate. And one of the I was in a conversation with a a clerk in a large southern state recently, and. He in in the conversation, I was there with a state legislator and he said after I showed him some data, he finally admitted. He said, yeah, yes, Dr. Frank, we know we have widespread fraud in our state. He said, we know we have tens of thousands of ballots being stuffed in many of our counties. And the uh, senator who was sitting next to me, mouth fell open and said, what? Why, if you know this, why aren't you telling the clerks in your state that you have all this fraud? And I can quote him till the day I die. He said, quote, if we told our clerks how many ballots are being stuffed in our elections, the whole state would blow up and everyone would lose faith in our elections, unquote. And that's exactly the situation you're describing. We need to believe that our elections are real. So that every, t- you know, every election cycle, people believe that it's worth running and that they have a fair chance and that we can get the buggers out of office who shouldn't be in office and we can drain the swamp when we need to and we can put p- good qualified people in. But that's not the situation we're in right now. We're in the situation right now where people can buy votes. People can stuff votes. It's, it's a, it's a nasty place we are as a country. I think, I think we're in a race. I, I love that your, your historical references are right on the money. And I think we're in a race between our, the public waking up and um, violence in our country. And I'm not advocating that, but it's inevitable. If, if the people eventually recognize that they've lost all their power and the government is not responsive to that, you know, and inevitably there's conflict. And I, I would, Uh, Why I'm working every day of my life is to try to avoid that conflict. I'm trying to wake people up, but it's a race. And, you know, it's almost like I wish gas prices would shoot up really high so that we would wake people up faster as if they aren't as if they aren't high enough already. You know, I mean, how bad does it have to get before people are going to wake up? And uh, You know, the nice thing, I guess, is is the administ- current administration is helping me out. I mean, they're, they're, you you went through a whole litany of things at the beginning of, of the first segment where you were just, you know, listing all the stuff that's going bad in our country. So the the current administration is doing a great job helping me wake up everybody up.
0: Um, maybe not enough. So, you, so you, the 55% that think that cheating affected the outcome of yes. the 2020 presidential election, where are they? Where well, are they? Why aren't they involved? Why well, aren't they doing something about it as citizens to make sure we do have honest elections?
1: That's a great question. And I think, I mean, I've, I started out, Uh, in this work thinking that all I had to do was tell people and things would happen. Um, In other words, just because people know doesn't mean people are willing to act just because people understand, doesn't mean they're willing to stick their neck out. Doesn't mean they're willing to put their, their, uh, their jobs at risk. Doesn't mean they're willing to put their families at risk. Um, So I think there's a critical mass though, and I, I think that number of 55% is actually kind of low. I think it's growing. Um, it's, there's a much higher number of people that don't trust the elections. Uh, uh, that, that other number, that Rasmussen number is just from the 2020 election. So I think, I think the people, you know, we're steadily building. I don't like the word, but we're st- I was going to say we're steadily building an army of people who are willing to stand up and stick their necks out. And, and as I travel the country, that is what I'm doing. I like to say that I'm I um, sometimes I start the bonfire. But most of the time, there's already a bonfire going and I'm just throwing gasoline on it. People need ammunition. People need information. I'm going there. I'm teaching them. I'm equipping them with the tools they need to prove fraud in their own communities so that they can um, take back their elections. We, We really need to take them back locally. I tell everybody education is key, but the fix is local i don't want I don't want you to try to fix your whole state that's too big of a job, especially california you What I need you to do is fix your own heart and fix your own city, your own community, and then fix your own county and As various counties around California are doing that, they're stepping up, and sheriffs are engaging the process, which is very exciting and very important. Then it percolates up to the state level. Yeah
0: the uh our our enemies, but work top down bottom up inside out and uh kind of an all of the above approach which i which I, which I, which i which i think we need uh um, we also have in california we've got forty five seconds here is our laws are very lax i mean you could i could walk in if you were if you were a voter here in California, I could walk into the polling place and say i'm Douglas frank. And no ID. uh, If you have not already voted, I'll be allowed. I'll be given a ballot for you, and you'll you will not be. You'll give it a provisional ballot that won't count when you come in later. That's correct. I can scribble a name on a piece of paper. Yes, and send send it in. You're not alone. You're you're not alone. Many
1: of the states are actually codifying the the lax election laws. They're becoming even more lax day by day. Right.
0: Um, We will continue our discussion after this break. Stay tuned for more on election integrity and what we can do about it back after this.
2: Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, branch manager of Plan Home Lending, LLC, and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. I'm sure by now you've heard interest rates have jumped up over the last few months, but so have home values. So what does that mean to you? If you're carrying a bunch of credit card debt or you don't have money to pay your tax bill, Or just needed extra money to fill up your gas tank. Now may be the perfect time to do a cash out refinance to consolidate those bills or get some extra funds in your bank account while your equity is so high before rates get any worse. If you or your spouse are 62 years or older, higher values make reverse mortgages that didn't work before work now. To see how we can make the numbers work for you, call me toll free at 855 640 2020. That's 855 640 2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. Ed Hoffman Retail Branch Manager NMLS ID 9921
3: Branch NMLS ID 2275209 Planet Home Lending LLC NMLS ID 17022 Planet Home Lending LLC is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. When you're in an auto accident you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All Star Collision and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need
0: Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the President's Tea Party Patriots and the Unite IE Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups in the Southern California area. Um, uh, my voice is a little bit different this week. I'm recovering from my second round of COVID, kind of a nuisance, but uh, I wanted to, one, do the post-election show and, two, with uh, do the show with our uh, special guest this week, Dr. Douglas Frank who uh, started his professional career as a electro with a Ph.D. in electroanalytical chemistry, which combines chemistry and physics techniques for manipulating and analysis of molecules on surfaces, uh, was nominated for a Nobel Prize, left the academic world for the real world, where he's helped invent and manufacture electron microscopes, laser scanners, precision manufacturing and control devices. After the 2020 election, he applied his scientific skills to election integrity, analyzing the data to show how our elections are not honest, not fair, and there are problems that need to be fixed if we want. Honest elections, he's met with state officials, state attorneys general, legislators, secretaries of state, and he was featured in uh, Do- Do- Mike Lindell's documentaries, Scientific Proof and Absolute Interference. Or, as the as media call call him, he's an election denier.
1: you can run the best campaign, you can even become the nominee, and you can have the election stolen from you. How
0: can you win with Russian interference though? That's what I'm thing. scared about no, in 2020. But, but rightly. Because right. I think he's an illegitimate president that didn't really win. So how do you you know, fight against that in 2020? You
3: are absolutely right. He's an illegitimate president in <laughs> my mind. Would
0: you be my vice presidential
3: candidate? <laughs> but... <laughs> Folks, look, I absolutely agree. Trump didn't actually win the election in 2016. He lost the election. And he was put into office because of the Russians' interference.
2: Trump knows he's an illegitimate president. The president-elect, although
0: legally elected, is not legitimate. I don't see this president-elect
2: as a legitimate president. You said you believe that Russia's interference altered the outcome of the election. I do. We have a president who, if in fact it is proven, uh, has been assisted by the Russians and may in fact not be a legitimate president.
0: All Democrats. Talking about President Trump and the Russian interference, which was a total fabrication, all claiming uh, that that was not legitimate and the elections were not uh, were not fair or honest. Um, funny how, funny how, funny how things can change.
1: And as long as people forget about it, but you know, this isn't a Republican Democrat issue. This was Democrats. Complaining for four years and bringing testimony before federal hearings for four years. And now it's Republicans. And it's just that the media doesn't cover the Republican side. And so it sounds, it, it sounds, you know, like we're just a bunch of conspiracy people, but they're not playing those clips that you just played for me. They're not playing those now. This isn't a Republican Democrat issue. This is an issue of we the people, we the sovereign versus the government who owns, who now owns our elections. I think it's it's kind of comical, actually, that they are uh, that the Democrats are blaming the Russians for hacking the 2016 election. It, the 2016 elections were hacked. All right. Absolutely. They were. But it wasn't by the ruption, uh the Russians. That is a complete fabrication. This I don't know if you've heard some of Patrick Burns' latest revelations where he talks about all that, but that he was involved in creating that myth. He was actually instrumental in, in that. So he can give you insights into that if you want to look into it. But in the meantime, um the elections were being hacked, but in a funny way, they're different than people think. Um in, in other words, there in order to steal an election, you need to know where you stand. You need to know, again, if I'm behind eight to ten, I need to stuff four more ballots so I can be ahead uh, twelve to ten. Well, in order to do that, you need to know where you stand in the election. Well, During the 2016 election, for the three days leading up to the election, there was a a massive denial of service attack, uh, a hack, if you will, going on that was blocking access to the information about the election. So the bad guys, the cheaters, couldn't cheat enough to overcome Trump. And the, the bad guys believed their own polls. So Trump actually won despite the cheat, despite the hacking. He won because he overwhelmed it. And the same thing is true today. We can overwhelm the algorithm. We can overwhelm the cheating, but it takes a huge turnout. You know, there's a story recently in uh, the southernmost county in the state of Washington called Clark County, where the conservatives there. I I loved your comment at the beginning, Gregory, where you said, you know, we need uh, a united front. Well, in, in the County, they, the conservatives there got their act together and clandestinely they arranged for 70,000 people to show up on election day during the primaries and they just overwhelmed the opposition. They overwhelmed the cheat and they won everything. They did a clean sweep. That's the sort of united front we need to have as conservatives and we need to turn out and we need to, we need to overwhelm the cheating. You know, the more we turn out, the more cheating you have to do, which makes the cheating easier to find. So, turning out and voting is really important. A lot of people say to me, well, Dr. Frank, you know, if the whole thing's a cheat, why should I vote? It's a waste of my time. No, you have to understand. If the cheating mechanism is stuffing, That's especially when you want to vote, because if you don't vote, then they can use your name to stuff a ballot. So, you know, think of it as if you don't vote, then somebody you don't want to win gets a vote. But if you do vote, then somebody you do want to win gets a vote. And that's a difference of two. So if think of it this way, if you're looking for a reason to vote, your vote counts twice in an election where um, there's ballot stuffing going on. So that's really important. And then. Also, if you can get a big turnout of people in your community uh, for the issues that are, matter to you, then you can overwhelm the cheat. So by all means, I'm not discouraging people from voting at all. In fact, I got up, you know, I was just out there with you in California. I got up extra early on Election Day in California so I could catch a plane to get back to Ohio 30 minutes before the polls closed.
0: <laughs> um you're talking about stuffing ballots and, uh, we, we, you know, the literal stuffing of ballots we saw in the movie 2000 mules. Yes. Uh, you know, tracking them on there with their cell phone location data and such video, video camera evidence on uh, the drop boxes as they, as they had. They were all supposed to be covered and many of them weren't. Uh, so we saw that literal stuffing, but also, you know, I'm get mail ballots for people that are not actual citizens or the actual citizen who was supposed if Joe, if Fred Funstone is a registered voter, somebody gets Fred's ballot by mail and sends it in for him, and that gets counted. Yes, but that, there's, there's also a, there's also a lot of talk about the machines. And Mike Mike Lindell, I think you, you know, and I understand you, you know Mike is right well. It's it's in the manipulation of the machines, and that the machines are changing votes.
1: That's true. There, there are s- several aspects to this. Um, in some cases, the machines are not changing votes. They're simply reporting the tallies so that the bad guys on the outside know how many ballots to stop. But in some cases and and several cases, we've proven that the machines actually are changing the votes. But it's not in the way most of the time people think it is. Most of the time, it's not actually changing the votes and the tallies. Most of the time, it's changing the voters. In other words, you add more votes, and then vote in for the voters, and then the ballots show up, and and that's why recounts don't work because the, there's a ballot for every for every voter, and there's a ballot corresponding to every vote. Uh, you recall on uh, election night that the election stopped. Well, during that time, for example, in Michigan, suddenly 156,000 new voters suddenly appeared in their rolls who all voted. And then they didn't close the canvassing there until three in the morning when the ballots arrived. So the machines in that case certainly did the voting. And there are several other places where we've confirmed that as well. But in most cases, the machines aren't flipping or doing the voting. In most cases, they're just reporting the tally so that the bad guys on the outside know who to stuff ballots for. Now, the the, the kind of Fred Flintstone example you gave there, that's a good example of of harvesting a ballot. You know, the simplest way to imagine that is the, you you know somebody's driving behind the USPS truck the, they deliver a ballot to somebody's mailbox and then you go up and take the ballot out of there and then fill it out and turn it in. Um, that's harvesting. That's the simplest example of harvesting. But that's not the only way. There's another way, and that's that. Um, you can print the ballots. You simply print them. Uh, you can go to the print shops that print ballots routinely and get tons of ballots printed. And, and they, you're not actually having to harvest them at the residence or harvesting them from a long-term healthcare facility or something like that. You just start with a huge, a huge pile of, of beautiful brand new printed ballots from the printer or from the United States Postal Service, um, for, a bad delivery addresses. So there's a number of ways to acquire the ballots and not the least of which is just printing them. So how
0: I go to the printer, um, Democrat, um, vote fraud an operative and I get an extra 10,000 ballots, a hundred thousand ballots printed up. How do yeah. I, how do I get, how does he get those into the system and assigned to a registered voter?
1: Well, each of these ballots, if, um, have a street value of 10 to $20. Um, and so they're, they're quite valuable. I mean, very valuable in, in Florida. One, there are a couple of ways this happens. I'll give you one example in Florida. We've confirmed that when the clerk ordered, see clerks don't print their own ballots. They go to a printing company. They go to, you know, mass mailing houses, you know, people that do mass advertising and whatnot. And so let's say that I order 100,000 ballots from a a, a print shop and everything's Normal. Well, they'll get the list of all the different people that are on that list and they'll get a list of which precinct they live in. And so they know which ballot to print for each voter and which ballot to put in which envelopes and how to address them. And, and the print shop does all that automatically. It's a, it's a, it's a lucrative business and printers do that. And there's nothing illegal about anything I've just described. However, before the printers then mail the ballots to the voters they run them against the bad address list that the USPS keeps and they do this routinely with their mass mailings you know it doesn't it's expensive to mail stuff so you don't want to put a stamp on something that's a bad address what happens is the clerk has got rolls full of bad addresses because those people don't live there anymore they they're dead Th- they aren't real people or whatever. There's there's reasons. So what happens is that when, when that clerk sends that order to the print shop to print 100,000 ballots, they print them, and then they run the bad address list. And suddenly, a whole bunch of those ballots that they've already printed and put in envelopes don't get mailed. What happens to those ballots? Well, they're either supposed to be destroyed or returned to the clerk, but they have a huge street value. And so that's where... Um, nefarious activities can take place, and we've we've already confirmed that a lot of those ballots end up at the NGOs, the non-government organizations. And you saw the pictures of those ballots being stuffed in two thousand mules. That's one of the lo- one of the ways that those ballots make it into the hands of those mules. They go from the printer to the NGOs into the hands of the mules and, and the money flows into those NGOs from, you know, various sources um, that are nefarious. So that's one way. I just gave you an example of one way that, that a lot of those ballots can be harvested.
0: From all your analysis. And we're going to take one more question before we go to our, our, our commercial break based on all your analysis of, of, of data across the country, Um, Do you have an, is there an estimate on, and it probably varies state to state and within a state, you know, um, there's probably more vote fraud going on in Detroit and Philadelphia than there is in Grand
1: Rapids and um, uh, Altoona. Well stated, Uh, yes. Uh, When we did our analysis in Pennsylvania and Montgomery uh, County, which is one of the most corrupt in the country, uh, we quit looking for phantom ballots when we hit 78,000. And we had projected 120,000 from our math. We only needed 40,000 to overturn the race we were investigating. But 78,000, if we were right and it was 120,000, that would mean that one in every five ballots or about 20% of the ballots in Montgomery County were not really from who that the, it says they're from. Now, in other states, it's not that bad. That's one of the worst. In most states, it's between 5 and 10% um but as you point out that um that's a state average as you point out it's it's usually concentrated in certain areas for example in philadelphia during the 2020 election 17,000 people were told on election day that they had already voted uh and so that gives you an idea of how many th- that's in one county that's so i I'm imagine that the rate there is much higher than in Uh, some of the more rural, small red counties. But we do find stuffing in the small red counties. We were working in Nebraska, and we found a small percentage in every single county. And when you think about it, that makes sense, because if you're trying to tip a statewide initiative, it's hard to do it with just one county, and it becomes too obvious. So you sprinkle a little bit in every precinct around the country, uh, around the state, and no one notices, you know, a dozen ballots here, a dozen ballots there. You sprinkle them in, but it's sufficient to overturn the statewide initiative.
0: My favorite example from uh, the 2020 election was that the, the records in P- in Pennsylvania show that uh, tens of thousands of ballots that were sent out were returned highly improbably the next day, some the same day, and some pre- before they were they were sent out, which led to which led to the, to the to the to the famous limerick: "There once was a ballot named Bright." could travel faster than light yeah. <laughs> was mailed one day in a democrat way and was returned the previous night
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> and with that let's hear from our sponsor for this half of united i radio all-star collision the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll back after this
3: Mention AM 590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. Car Star, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM 590,
0: the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen, which we need, uh, especially for our subject that we're talking about today, election integrity. Without honest elections, and that are widely believed to be honest elections, the republic will not survive. It will go to dictatorship or civil war. We are pleased to have with us election integrity expert Dr. Douglas Frank, who has analyzed the data to show where and how the uh, election fraud is occurring around the country. I mean, we'll go through his full bio again. Um, Heckle Carlson spoke this week now on Fox News. Of course, you're not allowed to say vote fraud or suggest anything. But Tucker comes close sometimes to uh, saying that And he says, "Look, you're as an American, you're entitled to ask questions and you're entitled to get answers from your government. And it should be up to the government whose function it is to run an honest election is not that we have to prove the fraud, but rather the government should have transparent procedures in place such that we can verify the elections are honest. What a concept. That's a, that's a fundamental paradigm shift of how to look at this problem.
1: It's not, it's, it's only in recent years that Americans have rolled over and believed that lie. Um, in other countries, they, have all paper elections. They vote on a single day the, everything is transparent. They report the tallies that night and it's over. You know, we spend billions of dollars And weeks and weeks before and after, and here we are two years later still arguing about it. They do it in a day. Now, does that mean their election's perfect? No, I'm sure there's fraud in those elections, too. But at least it's local, so you can control it locally. You don't have the potential for widespread fraud like we have here in America, where, by the way, we're the only advanced Western nation that doesn't require um, photo IDs. The other 150 of them all require photo IDs for their elections. What does that tell you about? how duped we are as a country. We think we need machines and we think we can have clean elections without any kind of rigor about identities.
0: Well, and the the kind of funny, funny, if it wasn't for the subject, is that overwhelming majorities of Democrats, independents, and Republicans favor photo ID. But we don't have it. And the Republicans, when will turn to the Republican Party here, since they're often the victim of this, of this vote fraud, although they may perpetrate it as well in places, is they won't. They, they, they were they they are afraid to stand for an issue and fight for an issue <laughs> on which seventy to eighty percent of Americans agree with them. And you've tried you've you've gone to the Republicans and, and tried to enlist them, showed them the data, and uh, you have a great example from Kansas.
1: Yeah, I was I was invited by the Election Integrity Committee of Kansas to come talk to them. And the reason I got that invitation is is because the people in Kansas were in an uproar. So we, I, I had been there multiple times speaking and p- people were canvassing and fighting fraud and everything. So the the Election Integrity of Kansas invited me there. And I got to I was on television, the whole state. It was broadcast across the state, public television. I gave my 35 minute testimony describing all the fraud that I had found in my investigation. And then we had about an hour's worth of questions. And about 10 minutes into that questioning time, one of the legislators there, a freshman legislator named Tatum Lee, she held up two reports in her hand and was distribu you know, they were distributed to all the other people. And she said, hey, guys, I wasn't even aware of these two reports until this morning. But there are two reports commissioned by the Kansas State Legislature uh, to our own Kansas Research Department to investigate election fraud in our own state. And the first one, dated to 2018, listed all these areas of vulnerability and fraud that was already occurring in our state. And this later report from 2020, she says, everybody look at page seven and look at the bullet points on page seven. That's almost word for word. Everything Dr. Frank just told us in this testimony. And I'm listening to this. Of course, I'm standing in the witness stand and I'm just like, I'm, I'm celebrating inside, you know, because dude, I just, you know, next state, please, you know, uh, their own analysis has confirmed everything I just told them. Well, what, as shocking to me is the v- very next morning in Kansas, the Kansas state legislature produced a new redistricting map and eliminated her district. So in other words, this is red Kansas. This is where the people are very red. But the legislature is not. And the legislature, it's, it's really not about Republican and Democrat. It's about People versus the government. And it's the the first rule of government. You never, ever, ever give government power because if you give them power, you never get it back. Well, they own our elections. And do you think they're going to give them back without a fight? No. So the citizens have to stand up in their own local communities and work with their own local leaders and say, you know what? We're going to have fair elections here. And we can't have fair elections so long as we're being required to be connected in real time to the Internet and connected in real time to the state systems. We need to disconnect. We need to run our election clean and on paper, and we'll report it afterwards. And by the way, everybody can watch. There will be nothing secret. Everything will be transparent and available to the public. We'll videotape everything. That way anybody can watch afterwards if they want. In other words, we would go to a locally controlled transparent election rather than a centrally controlled um dark black box election, which is what we have now
0: yes, and if um you mentioned working locally and and i we have a one minute and thirty is the idea is is you you you'll get you'll get local groups data says go knock on these doors there's there there these there's something funny going on here, and yeah you know, there are uh Mr. and Mrs. Smith live there, but there's six voters.
1: Yes. And when you and when you interview Mr. and Mrs. Smith and you show them that there are six voters from their house, they look at you and they say, who are those other four people? And that's why canvassing in that way, not, door knocking is so important because at that moment, once you've shown them the fraud in their own house, they feel violated and they tell all their neighbors about it. So you convert a whole neighborhood when you convert that one household and then you convert yourself because then it's not just that. Crazy conspiracy theorist Dr. Frank telling you there's voter fraud, you found it with your own hands. And then, when there are dozens of you all doing that in a community, and that dozens of you turns into multiple dozens of you, and you're all finding it, then that empowers you to say, We're not voting this way anymore. This system is allowing our sacred right to vote to be stolen from us. We are being disenfranchised from our constitutional rights, and we expect our authorities to interpose and to protect us.
0: That would be good. Um, but it comes back to the citizen. It's you... sure.
1: We, the people, maybe that's the way the constitution was set up
0: as Mr. As Benjamin Franklin told, um, uh, Elizabeth Powell after the constitutional convention, it's a Republic. If, if you, you can, can keep it, it. Exactly. uh, we are out of time. I want to thank you so much. One, for your great work in this area, two for uh, being to the Red relatively party Patriots and three for being on the show this week. Um, and we'll be we're going to be doing that locally here as well. So um, stay tuned for that. We'll give you more information, and that's all the time. Tune in
3: next week for another exciting edition of Unite IE Radio. mention am 590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or hundred dollars off your repairs Carstar, all-star collision the kings of wreck and roll 951-279-9161 am 590
0: the answer